0: Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, May 8th, 2023. I am Dave Biddle flying solo on today's show. All right, a lot to get into. First thing was I posted a thread to our message board on Bucknuts, the front row message board. Um, Got some suggestions for topics today. A lot of people wanted to know about the college football playoff. This will be the final year of the four-team format. We know all about that. Um, People wanted to know what I thought about the 12-team format and um, the amount of teams, how they set it up, All of that. So let's get into that. Um, First of all, I love that the first round games are going to be on campus unless the team that is that could host it wants to move it to a different venue. Um, You know, so if if you're the five seed, you're going to host the 12 seed and so on. Six seed would host the 11, seven would host the 10, eight would host the nine. So I like that a lot. And somebody was asking me, well, wait a minute, shouldn't the quarterfinals also be, you know, at home stadiums, I would love that. I would love it. So if Ohio State, you know, was in that top four, they would host then a quarterfinal game because the top four seeds are going to get a bye. So I would love that if the quarterfinal games were at home stadiums. It was never going to happen though. They were going to keep the top, you know, the top six bowl games involved. So you have, you know, four of the bowl games will have the quarterfinal games, and then uh, two of them will have the semifinal games, and they'll rotate. You know, so you're talking about obviously the Rose Fiesta Sugar Bowl. Peach Bowl, Orange Bowl, and uh, what am I leaving out? The Cotton Bowl. Yeah, so those six will rotate. Rose, Fiesta, Cotton, Sugar, Orange, and Peach. So, yeah, it'd be great if, like, you know, we could figure out a way just for the quarterfinal games to also be on campus. I would love that. Uh, I, I want to see a, you know, a playoff game at Ohio Stadium. No doubt about it. And the idea that you can't do it, it is ridiculous. They're doing, They're starting the games in December. Last time I checked the, the NFL has outdoor playoff games in January. Um, they're able to get by pretty well. So uh, they can definitely do it. So I when Gene Smith and the others at Ohio State talk about like, you know, wanting to move it to Indianapolis, like no, have it at, at Ohio Stadium. I get it. It's a new age of Ohio State football where they're, you know, you could easily argue they're a better team indoors. In fact, I would argue that, but still I want the home game at Ohio Stadium, not in Indianapolis if you have it. But Hopefully it's a moot point where if Ohio state's in the college football playoff in 2024 and beyond, they're in the top four. So it won't matter, but um, we'll get it by, and then they'll automatically be in the quarterfinals. But so there you go. I, I want to say one more thing about the 12 team format. You know, I initially was not a fan of it. I'm still not a huge fan of it, but I've kind of been talked into it. You know, more football is good. So I, I can get down with that. The hypocrisy though, is just thick, isn't it? Right. I mean, so they're, they're changing the rules this year under the guise of player safety, you know, to to shorten the games, right? But they're not really, I mean, the, the way to shorten the game would be to take out, you know, the incessant commercials that they have where, you know, a team scores, take a commercial, come back, kick off, take a commercial after the kickoff, and then you come back for the next drive. That'd be a way to shorten the games. So they're doing that under the guise of player safety. They're taking away some snaps, you know, like where, you know, if it's a first down, it's unless it's the last two minutes of each half, if it's a first down, they're not going to stop the clock, stuff like that under player safety to have less snaps, but now they're going to have a 12 team playoff. I mean, you know, just follow the money. I mean, it's all about money. That's it's also the reason obviously that the quarterfinal games are still going to be at a bowl site and not on campus, follow the money. So it's not about player safety that they're, (laughs) <laughs> it's so funny. I mean, you're going to have teams now playing almost like an NFL schedule if they get to the um, championship game. So yeah, it, but player safety right now, it's all about money. But anyway, there you go. Um, I don't have a problem with how they set it up. I, you know, I, I kind of like keeping it at four because it's the, it keeps the regular season so important, but having the top four teams get a buy keeps the regular season. Very important. I will say that they, you know, that, uh, that, I mean, that would be that's a huge advantage, obviously. You know, if you get that, that first-round buy, that's a huge advantage. All right, um, another thing people want me to talk about, running back depth chart. Specifically, somebody wanted to know where, where Dallin Hayden is, and then there was a follow-up about just running back depth in general. Um, yeah, I, I've talked about this before. But I, if I had to go on record right now, I think Travion Henderson will take the, you know, first snap when they try it out there against Indiana in the season opener. Um, uh, but I think it's really close. And I like the depth they have there. We saw last year. We've never seen an Ohio State team that depleted at depth at running back. Never. And they entered the season. We're all thinking like they're you know, they're loaded because they were. And then everybody just started dropping like flies, starting with Evan Pryor and camp, and then it just went from there. Dallin was the one guy that stayed healthy, Dallin Hayden. And I thought he played well. I, I still am flummoxed that he didn't have more of a role after he showed out against Maryland. There was all all kinds of talk that there was ball security issues in practice. So I'm sure that was a big reason. But still, I mean, (laughs) beggars can't be choosers is is the uh, phrase that comes to mind. I'm still surprised Dallin didn't have more of a role at the end of the year. But let's get into it. So I think it'll be, if I had to bet right now, it'll be Travion. Then it'll be Mayan. Really close between Chip and Dallin. I like both of them. When those guys are three and four in whatever order, you know you got really good depth. And when Evan Pryor, who we're hearing is is going to be healthy coming off that torn patellar tendon, uh, it was not an ACL; it was a torn patellar tendon. Um, he's going to be healthy for the start of camp. We were told so. Uh, if he's your fifth guy, even coming off a serious knee injury, that's a good problem to have. They've got some good walk-ons with TC Caffey and you know the true freshman from uh, Maslin, Washington. Uh, Will, was it Will, Will Harris here? Let me look it up real quick. So I don't, I don't, I don't want to get this kid's name wrong. I got the roster right here. I can actually look it up. Um, Will Hartson, Will Hartson from uh, Maslin, who took turned down several D1 offers to walk on at Ohio State after rushing for 2000 yards at Maslin this past year and rolled early. So they even got a couple good walk on running backs, but um, I think it'll be Travion Henderson. I think it'll be Mayan Williams. And then I think really good this spring i'm not just talking about the spring game we saw he looked good in the spring game obviously but he was fast and hard to tackle all all spring he's tough he's obviously big physical 5'11, 230 those tend to be like kind of like the, the kind of the ideal size for backs at times about 5'11, 11 225 5 230 right around there i love that um and he's fast so you know, but Dallin Dallin's going to be a year older. Dallin's bulked up. Dallin looks good. So um, I like what Tony Alford's got cooking at running back. He's also doing a great job on the recruiting trail. But that's a show for a different day. But yeah, I think uh, they're in, they're in they're in good shape at running back for sure this year. And that's my stab at what the pecking order will be. But hopefully they just stay healthy. And uh, they're you know guys are going to get banged up, but hopefully they don't have any season-ending injuries. Hopefully they can stay relatively healthy at running back this year. All right. Another thing, Larry Johnson's recruiting is another topic that I uh, was asked to get into. Where are the D-line booms at? Yeah, it's, it's you know, they're in on several, you know, good defensive linemen for the 2023 class, or excuse me, 2024 class. Um, so, but they don't have any so far. The only two, they have 13, they, the class is looking good, but as usual, it's top heavy on offensive players. They have 11 offensive players and two defensive players so far in the class. Now, you know, looking at the top targets, you can get on twenty four seven sports. Look at you can get on Ohio State. Just go on Buck Nuts and then go on the recruiting tab. Pull it down. All of this is free. Um, go to look at targets. You can see all their targets. Ohio State's targets. Um, it's right there for you. And they're in on several guys that you know that they're. It's showing warm. You know, if, they, if it says cold, that means Ohio State's a long shot. If it says warm, that means they got a shot. They're at least in the mix. And they, you know a lot of like good D-line targets that, that they're warm on, you know, that Ohio State's in on. But I don't know. I think, you know, certainly there's negative recruiting going on. I have no doubt about that. Do I have firsthand knowledge of that? No, but I have no doubt that everybody's recruiting against Ohio State saying Larry Johnson's not, Yeah, you know, he's going to retire pretty soon. There's rumors he was going to retire last year, after last year. So I have no doubt that that's going on. Is that affecting things? I don't know. Probably. I don't know for sure. I do know that he, in the end, I think they're going to still land some good defensive linemen in this class. We'll see. Um, but I do think this is probably going to be Larry Johnson's last year. If I had to guess, this is his 10th year, going to be his 10th season at Ohio state. Um, he would then qualify for, you know, state retirement. Not that he needs money, I'm sure, but that's just, you know, it's maybe something else that, uh, he was thinking, staying on for another year, but, um, I don't know. He he's a legend. So hopefully he can, you know, finish strong and, and get one more class, presuming this is his last year. But um, I don't know. These kids love playing for him. Maybe it's not his last year. I've told you guys before on the show when I interviewed these the young guys like Kenyatta Jackson and Mari Abor and Hero Canoe at Peach Bowl Media Day, you know, right before that Georgia game, they all said the number number one reason they came to Ohio State was Larry Johnson. So, you know. It's probably the end of the road near the end of the road for LJ, but it's like, be careful what you wish for. Maybe because you know, then is recruiting then really going to drop off if you don't have Larry Johnson or is it time to make a change after this year? I don't know. That's why they pay Ryan day, almost $10 million. That's why he gets to make that decision. I just get to talk about it. And then, um, (laughs) but you know, like I told you guys, I thought last year was going to be his, his last year. I was told that. and other people have reported that as well. Um, that they were hearing it was going to be his last year. Um, Something changed. I don't know if Larry changed his mind. I don't know what happened. Something changed though, because you know I have it on good authority, and I know other good reporters that cover this team have it. I had it on good authority that it was going to be LJ's last year, last year, and so so something changed. I think this will probably be given all that that we know. If I had to bet, this will be his last year. Is that affecting recruiting? Probably. We'll find out. All right. We've talked about guys that are coming in to the like, from. The portal to Ohio State, the Josh Simmonses, guys like that, the guys they've gotten like Davis Enigma jahad Jihad Carter, those are the top three, in my opinion. Josh Simmons, was it's huge getting him. Um, Davis Enigma looks like he's going to be a star to me, if not this year in the future. That's how good he looks to me. Not to put too much on his plate, right? But seriously, I think he his goal, he, he comes out, he says it. He says it in a humble way, but he wants to be a 1st round NFL draft pick. He says it in a humble way, like he knows he needs to work hard for it. I think he can get there. Um, I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying he's going to be a star this year, but I I really like Davis and Ignatius a lot. Um, and Jihad Carter was really good at Syracuse. Those are the big three. They got Vic Cutler. They got the third string quarterback, Tristan Gebbia. They got the long snapper. Who's a good long snapper that transferred in from Arizona state. Who's on scholarship. We saw what happened when Brad Robinson got hurt last year. Um, the long snapper didn't know there was a fake pun on. He was the only one that didn't know there was a fake pun on against Michigan. So long snappers are important anyway. So they did a great job getting guys in the portal. All right, so let's talk about some of the guys that they're losing. Um, Ben Chrisman is the most recent one. He's going to Kentucky. I think that's a good fit for both sides. Ben was entering his third year and was buried on the depth chart. You know, someone was asking me, well, you know, was he in, in the mix to play at all? No, he wasn't. He was not because here's the deal. Like he was running with the twos all spring at left guard behind Donovan Jackson. But once the season rolls around, If one of the starting guards got hurt, Enoch Vamahi would have been the first guy in, in my opinion. And whoever loses the right tackle job could be another guy that could play guard. Let's say Josh Simmons wins the right tackle job and Tegra Shibola's sitting there. He can be the swing tackle, but he also can play guard. He repped at guard last year. Tegra can play tackle. He could play guard. So Ben, you know, wasn't even guaranteed to go in if somebody got hurt. It wasn't even guaranteed to be, you know, the, the second guy in if two guards got hurt. So Ben was, you know, entering his third year was not going to play unless, you know, even if multiple guys got hurt, most likely it would have taken like, you know, just complete destruction on the offensive line for Ben to get playing time. Good kid, Ohio kid. He's going to go to Kentucky. Kentucky's done a good job of getting, you know, the Ohio kids and recruiting that Ohio state maybe likes, but don't, doesn't have room for, um, or maybe isn't, isn't quite Ohio state caliber, but still very good players. They've done a good job doing that. And Ben Crisman is is a good fit there. So um, I think that's, you know, Ohio State needs scholarship room. I think it's a good fit for all sides. Ohio State needs scholarship room. Ben wasn't going to play here. He wants to play. He's good enough to play. And it's a good fit for Kentucky. Seems like a win all around. Sunshine and roses here on the Bucknuts Morning 5. Seriously, it feels like a good fit for Ohio State, Ben himself, and Kentucky. So the other two that we've talked about this, but Caleb Burton, we knew he left, but now we know where he's going. He's going to Auburn. Joining Michigan State's former quarterback, Peyton Thorn. there. I don't know. It's crazy at Michigan State, the exodus they're having. At least their cornerback that was going to transfer uh, came back their corner. They're losing their quarterback, but their cornerback came back. But they're also losing their top wide receiver, Michigan State is. Anyway, Caleb Burton transferring to Auburn. Good fit for Caleb Burton. Good get for Auburn. I thought Caleb Burton might go to like Colorado. That was my guess. Cause I know Dion needs like what, like 60 players. <laughs> I saw somebody was saying, yeah, they need wide receivers. I was like, yeah, they need a little bit of everything. Don't they? Like, but somebody was saying they especially need wide receivers. I was thinking, ah, maybe they'll get Caleb Burton, but good get for Auburn. Good for Caleb Burton. Now the one that Ohio state lost that I think actually would have played this year is Caleb Brown. I've talked about that. It's interesting. He's going to Iowa. Speaking of former Big Ten quarterback or current Big Ten quarterback, still, but uh, Cade McNamara transferring from Michigan to Iowa will be Iowa's quarterback. I actually think Cade McNamara is going to do a good job there, you know, relatively speaking for that archaic offense. They're saying that they're going to um, have more of a, I don't even know what you would call it. I almost said more, more of an electric offense. How about like not a terrible offense in Iowa? I'll believe it when I see it. I love Jim Lachey, so I, I love rooting for Luke Lachey, so I hope. You know, unless they play Ohio State, I hope that Iowa offense is good. So, but that surprised me with Caleb Brown. The more I think about it, though, it initially surprised me. It's like Iowa, really, Iowa. Um, But, you know, Cade McNamara is going to be a solid quarterback there. And it's like a three hour drive from where where he's from, about three hours from Chicago, maybe a little bit more than that. But um, so then it makes sense. He's closer to home, still in the Big Ten. And, you know, Iowa's still a good program. They just, their offense has just been anemic. The last few years so we'll see if they can get that turned around um last thing kudos to ohio state graduate justin fields i thought that was really really cool um they had the ceremony uh yesterday um i joked on twitter i don't know if it was a joke there was some you know um kellyanne stitz from uh channel six here in columbus posted a, a video of justin you know walking uh, you know on the field at ohio stadium which was cool that it obviously was held there um and this girl that was walking next to Justin, you know, fellow graduate, she, uh, you know, this young lady takes her phone out you can see they're looking at their diplomas. And it's real quick. She's like, hey, can I get a picture? You know, her fellow graduate, Justin, she takes a selfie. They stop and they take a selfie. Um, that was a smart move by that young lady. Uh, she has uh, she's got that selfie with Justin Fields for the rest of her life on the field at Ohio Stadium after they graduated. Very, very cool. Right before they graduated, perhaps, um, you know, decked out um, in and their gear. So that was really cool. I, I did not know Justin was going to graduate. So I, I didn't see that coming. I'm sure that that had been reported. It just, um, something that, that was uh, not on my radar. So, uh, that was really cool to see. So Justin Fields, Ohio state graduate and really good NFL quarterback. I think he's going to have a really good year this year. I mean, he, he had no help around him last year. He basically had to turn into a running back at times, um, you know, set some NFL records, you know, second most rushing yards ever by a quarterback in NFL history. Um, he had some other, you know, so and he had like a single game record that he set, some um, Chicago Bears record that he set, and now he's got some weapons around him. They've beefed up the offensive line. They've got some receivers. I think Justin Fields is going to have a really good third season for the Chicago Bears. Kind of like, I'm not saying he's going to do what, what Jalen Hurts did. I mean, Jalen Hurts had didn't have good weapons around him. He had great weapons around him. I'm not saying Fields is gonna do what Hertz did in his third year, but I I think he can eventually be that type of player. You know, that um, you know, that good. I really feel like Justin Fields can be that good. People say he can't throw the ball. We know he can throw the ball. We saw him do it at Ohio State. I know he can throw the ball. Now he's got, you know, DJ Moore with them. Not that Claypool's good. He played with Claypool a little bit last year, but at least now he's got, you know, Claypool is at least decent. Um, you know, Mooney. But I, you know, DJ Moore was the big one and beefing up their offensive line. So I think Fields is going to have a good year for the Bears. All right. Uh, But congratulations, Justin Fields, Ohio State graduate. All right. Appreciate you guys. Um, I know you guys have a lot of choices. There's a million Ohio State podcasts. So, appreciate you guys making the Bucknuts Morning 5 part of your day, Monday through Friday. Dan Rubin will be with you guys as usual tomorrow. I'll be back on Wednesday. Appreciate you guys very much. Hope everyone has a great rest of your day. (laughs)